Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Dr. Chip Bell. Welcome, Chip. Thank you, Bernie. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Chip, you are a recognized, world-renowned authority on customer loyalty and service innovation. In fact, Global Gurus ranked you in 2022 for the eighth straight year in the top 10 keynote speakers in the world on customer experience. Your body of work, Chip, is amazing. You've written more than 700 columns for business journals, magazines, and top blogs. You've been featured on CNN, CNBC, CBS, Fox Business, Bloomberg TV, and many others. You've also been featured in Fortune, Business Week, Forbes, Fast Company, Wall Street Journal, and also many others. Chip, you are a decorated U.S. Army veteran. Thank you for your service. And Chip, you have authored 24 books on customer loyalty and service many of which are award-winning bestsellers. And Chip, on this episode, let's discuss the principles from your 23rd book, Kaleidoscope, Delivering Innovative Service That Sparkles. Love that name. But Chip, let's begin first with your backstory. You have a remarkable backstory. Tell us your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? I grew up on a farm. I think that helps a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I guess my interest in writing came uh, I, in my 11th grade uh, English class. I wrote a, a essay my teacher required, and I wrote one on the sex life of a coat hanger. And I got an A. And I thought, this is fun. Uh, and it gave me a chance. It unlocked the whole door for me in terms of uh, the being creative when you write. Uh, and also, uh, I lucked out and found uh, an area that I'm passionate about. I'm a passionate customer. I always like to teach people, even when I get bad service, how they could do it different. So it's always been a, a passion of mine. And so I was thrilled when I got an opportunity to turn that into a career. Uh, and I started my company in 1980. And I'm still having a blast. And I'm still learning a lot. And that's most important to me. My main goal is to have a good time and make a difference in the life of other people. Well, Chip, your passion shines through. So thank you for sharing it with the world. You're making a difference. And so let's get to it. In your book, Kaleidoscope, you say that innovative service is not just good customer service. You say good customer service leaves customers satisfied. And then you say innovative service makes customers swoon and become zealous advocates for your business. Elaborate on this. Well, people don't talk or tweet about good service. And a matter of fact, research shows 75% of customers who leave an organization 
to go with a competitor when asked, say they were satisfied or completely satisfied with the one they just abandoned. So I think it's important today as customer expectations have climbed to create an experience that's not only one they want to come back and experience again, but one that's so compelling, so exciting, so profound, they can't wait to tell a story about it. I call it value unique, not just value added. Value added is taking what your customer expects and adding more. And, and that's really great. But uh, your customer expectations tend to climb right along with it. And pretty soon you can run out of room and go bankrupt in the process. But value unique, that's not about generosity as much as it is about ingenuity. And there's a limit to generosity, but there's no limit to ingenuity. Those innovative, creative ways that we're going to talk about to create an experience that customers can't wait to tell others about. Optimize your customer experience through digital transformation with i -Core. From robotic process automation to conversational AI, we're leading the way in digital CX. Smile with i -Core. Learn more at iCore.com. Okay, well, let's get into it. In your 23rd book, Kaleidoscope, Delivering Innovative Service That Sparkles, what's the symbolism of Kaleidoscope? My granddaughters love kaleidoscopes. I have a big collection, and when they would come over to visit, uh, they would grab that one of those kaleidoscopes, they'd turn that animator, and they'd start squealing. And I reminded them one day that even though those pictures are constantly changing as they turn that uh, animator, the stones, they call them jewels, don't ever change. So I thought, you know, what a great metaphor because – there are certain key principles that creative innovative service that create those profoundly remarkable experiences that, that are constant, even though their application is unique to that organization. So it became a great metaphor to talk about uh, profoundly remarkable experiences, meaning so touching, you can't wait to remark about them. Okay. And of course, in the image of the book, the kaleidoscope image, you show all the elements of innovative service. And let me read them, and then I'm going to ask you to just unpack them, each one of them briefly, sure. and, then, and how they all fit together. So sure. they are enchantment, mercy, grace, trust, generosity, ease, truth, alliance, and what you exude, passion. <laughs> so. Great. Go un unpack them for us, Chip. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Good, good, good. Well, I hope I can remember them all. <laughs> but enchantment is sort of a magical experience. You know, my wife uh, bought a new car, uh, traded in her old car to get a new one. And a week after she had it, she turned on the radio for the first time and discovered the service tech had programmed in her radio stations from her trade-in. Now, think about it. What do you think she talks about, the car <laughs> or the radio? Yeah. <laughs> the radio. And Lord, I think what she paid for that car. But what I'm saying is it's adding that kind of unique, magical thing to the experience that makes that customer not just go, wow, but go, oh, I never believed this would happen. So it's an unexpected experience, but it's one that fits. So that's I think that's a key one to add to the experience. It's a part of that kaleidoscope image. I think that another one is mercy, and that's how we particularly what we show to customers when things go wrong, when they're upset, when they're angry. Um, and I'll give you a quick example. Um, I was driving to, when my mother was alive, I used to go visit her and 
one Sunday morning, I was going to her and I was, it was early in the morning, wasn't a car on the road. Uh, as a four lane rural area. And I got a heavy foot. I was doing about 70 miles an hour and in the 65 zone, but the speed zone changed to 45 and I missed it because it didn't, the conditions didn't change. And I met a highway patrol and he pulled me over. And um, so what do you think he asked me? You might think he'd say, well, where's the fire? Or do you know why I stopped you? Or do you know how fast you were going? But he didn't. He said, Mr. Bell, is there an emergency I need to know about? And I thought, isn't this incredible? He assumed innocence. That, that's an example of mercy. Did I get mm -hmm. a ticket? <laughs> I did get a big ticket, but I wrote a letter of commendation to the highway patrol because of the way in which he handled that situation. I think that's, to me, mercy is a, is a critical yeah. piece. It's a great example. You know, yeah, and, and, and I think grace, you know, grace is all about unconditional acceptance. Obviously, we think of it from having a biblical tie-in, but it's, it's application to any relationship. And it's assuming the best in people. You know, I, I watched a, in a retail store, I watched a, the, the retailer and a, a, two or three teenagers come in, came in with their ear pods in their ear and baggy pants. And you could tell this is an upscale business store, uh, men's store, and you could tell they were out of place. But instead of demonstrating that what we saw on Pretty Woman with Julia Roberts in the Beverly Hills store, he said, thank you for coming, gentlemen. And I heard one of the kids as they were in the store saying, man, we got to buy something. And that sense, that sense of grace, uh, unconditional acceptance changed that whole complexion. And, and you could tell when they left, uh, they were very impressed and very respectful to this shop who accepted them, who didn't say, I'm going to judge them based on what I see. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a critical part of how we treat our customers. So yeah. that's, that's, to, to, that's a, I want to comment on one thing in your book, Kaleidoscope, there was on one page in that chapter on grace, something that got my attention. And that is do not answer customers with one word responses. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and here, even the, another example of that is it's how you answer your second question. You know, it's like, how was everything fine? Now, what's the next question you're going to ask? It's a, it's a, it's listening. What I call dramatic listening, listening in a way that says you're important, you're valued. I want to, I want to demonstrate care as uh in, in how I interact with you. So I think it's a connection that is enriched, a connection that is ennobled. It's bringing a sense of nobility to the service we provide. To me, it's a it's a it's a critical part, and it again, how you treat customers creates that story that uh, people want to share. But I'll, I'll I'll move on, and 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 trust is a is a central one not only in terms of how we treat the customer, but it's also a central in in terms of how we lead people who provide service, the frontline people. And I'll come back to it a little bit later, but. Um, I give you an example. Um, my wife was uh, jogging, and uh, she stopped by the grocery store a few blocks from where we lived at that time, and picked up a few items. And she got to the cash register, and she goes, "Oh no, I forgot my, I forgot my credit card." She usually drives uh, jogs with a credit card and a and a driver's license, and the clerk said, "Oh, that's okay." I, I, I know you. I tell you what, I'll just write the amount here and put it in a drawer. You can pay me next time you're in here. Now, think about that. 
-hmm. That is a great demonstration of the kind of trust. It's it, and I think it's a key part of partnership. You know, the the root word, the pronoun in the middle of that word trust is us. So it's it, it, if you trust your customer, they trust you back. So I think that's to me that's a, a central part. Of and, how we create and if that service. individual who who did that action was an employee who was empowered to do that, that's even more powerful, Chip. Absolutely, and I think that's a central piece of the leadership. Uh, you know, we call it empowered, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all about I trust you to make smart decisions on behalf of the organization. Um, and so that I think it's it's a central part. It's it's key. But we'll move on. Generosity. Uh, generosity is is obviously the giving of something extra. It, it's a demonstration of a, a, a gift giving, a, what I call a gifting attitude. You know, we used to call it as the baker's dozen, you know, that you'd go get the dozen apples and the baker would throw in an extra one. Uh, and so it's that uh, spirit of abundance that is laced throughout um, the interaction, the communication and, and the experience. Um, and again, it's there are countless examples of, uh, you know, I, I know a heating and air conditioning uh, company uh, that looks for ways to bring something extra when they come make a house call. Uh, when you're heating and air conditioning or plumbing, they also do plumbing uh, is out. Uh, they might bring a balloon or a, a, a greeting card or a, a something unique uh, always. And especially at their regular customers, and they know their children there, they say, what can we take today? It might be a flower. I mean, little things that uh, demonstrate that sense of abundance, that sense of generosity. Um, so I think that's a, that's a key part. Ease is always important. It's how we take the effort uh, out of the experience. Ted Levitt, uh, who was a professor at Harvard Business School in marketing, uh, used to say, Nobody ever bought a quarter-inch drill bit because that's what they really wanted. Nobody's ever said, you know, I've always wanted a quarter-inch drill bit, and as soon as I buy one, I'm going to frame it and hang it on the wall in my living room. What they really want is a quarter-inch hole. Uh, and, and what they'd probably like to do is snap their fingers and get that hole, but they, they, we don't get to do it that way. we got to get in our vehicle and go down to the drill, go down to the hardware store and find the drill bit section and deal with the clerk and deal with the cash register and find, come home, find the drill, find the chuck just to get a hole. It's a hole customers want. And they had just as soon skipped the process. So since the process and the eyes of the customer is extra, obviously necessary, but extra, because they really don't need the process. You need the process. Uh, we need to find ways to make it as comfortable as we can. I, I, nobody ever stops by an organization and says, do you have any forms I can fill out? Nobody ever nobody ever calls up an organization and said, I, just, I don't really need anything. I just call maybe to see if you could put me on hold. You know, <laughs> customers want to skip your process, but that's what they talk about. So ease is all about how do we create uh, an experience that the customer finds effortless, not just physically effortless, not just removing the bureaucracy out of it, but emotionally effortless. It is how to remove the anxiety, the worry, the angst out of the experience. So I think that's a, a critical part of mm -hmm. all service, but it's particularly important when your goal is to create a profoundly remarkable experience. Now that's truth. 
Uh, absolutely. That is truth. <laughs> that is truth. And speaking of truth, I think, to, to, you know, I've always been amazed, uh, Bernie, about how when you take the stand and you put your hand on the Bible, you don't say, I uh, swear to tell the truth. Now, think about it. We don't stop there, do we? We say, I, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. You wonder why we have to do that three times. Why wouldn't it be enough? It's because there's a tendency sometimes for people to tell little white lies or not to tell everything or not to be completely open. And I think great relationships are laced with that kind of absolute trust. Uh, and so of uh, truth, being honest, being completely open with the, with the, with the customer. Uh, I'll give you a good example. I, I was on a flight, which I'm <laughs> on a lot. And uh, I remember landing and the pilot came on and said another on time, uh, on time arrival for Mayday Airlines. And I, I looked at my watch and I go, no, we're 14 minutes late. According to what was posted, what I told my client, I'd be landing at a certain hour. And, I, and I'm getting off and I said, you know, we were 14 minutes late. It, and the pilot said, well, FAA gives us a window because we can't control what happens out on the tarmac. So we have a 15 minute window. And, and I'm thinking to myself, and you're calling that on time. I mean, think about that song. Get me to the church within 15 minutes of the wedding. I don't think so. <laughs> so to me, it's all about that. It's all about being completely honest, looking for ways to say, uh, tell the truth yeah. to the customer. And, yeah. and and the next one is, uh, is I remember Alliance. Yep. 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 Good. Well, Alliance is about a partnership. Uh, it's about doing things that recognize anytime you are serving someone, you are co-creating the experience with them. You know, it is truly a partnership. The question is, do we treat it that way? And so I think it's looking for ways to treat the customer. Sometimes that partnership includes uh, asking for their help. You know, customers like, you know, customers like to help uh, sometimes. And so would you give me a hand with this or something? But looking for ways to make that, looking for feedback. You know, that's another critical part of a partnership. Uh, but it's it, it, at the end of the day, it's all about uh, finding ways to get the customer to feel like they are co-owners of this uh, of this experience. People care when they share. And so that sharing process, that inclusive process uh, is what I like to write about and talk about. And, and, and another piece of that is how it builds an ex a culture. A, it builds a relationship with employees. When you're in an organization that treats customers like partners, in order to do that, you've got to treat associates in the same way. Uh, one of the key lessons to any leader is I want to treat my employees with the same care and and, and uh, concern that I do my most important customers. So I think that, that that's key is that sense of alliance, partnership. And, and, and so the, la the, the, yes. the last one is your middle name. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, somebody told me one time, you got to remember that passion has a, has, is really made up of three words. Think about that. Pass. I own. It is the delivering of the best of who you are. And what we know about it is it's energy. It's essentially energy. It is 
it is creating a relationship that says every moment is going to be a masterpiece for me. I'm going to create it, make sure it is the very best I can deliver. And so I, I, I'm always reminded of, of uh, my good friend, Seth Godin. Sometimes when he does a keynote, he'll ask the audience, hold up your hand as high as you can. And people do. And then he says, okay, now hold them up a little higher. And invariably, people can find a place to, that's a little bit higher. And he goes, why, why'd you hold back? Why not? Why didn't you just go as high as you could the very first time? So I think sometimes we hold back, you know, and we're too reserved. And I think what's, in, what's important in a relationship, particularly one that you want to have uh, profoundly remarkable, the innovative kind, uh, is that we deliver that kind of infectious excitement. You know, many times there are what I call spirit leeches. Spirit leeches are people who take the fun out of life. They're the wet blankets. They're the doubters. They're, you know, always looking on the on the dark side. And my granddaddy, when I used to get a leash on the side of my leg when I would fish with him, you know, he'd say, don't pull it off. He'd bring a lighted match over and get it fairly close to the black leech on the side of my leg, and it would turn loose. Well, I think in some ways spirit leeches the more we bring that sense of excitement and energy, it, they tend to turn loose that dark mentality. And that's why we talk about it as being infectious. And again, if you look at the great organizations, they've got people, they're populated by people who bring that sense of passing I on, being the best who, of who I am with my customers, with each experience. I'm never going to look at the word passion the same <laughs> Again, Chip. And, and Chip, you've shared some really great examples. There's one other example that I want you to share that you told me before the recording. Uh, you, you went to a hotel and that's a pet friendly hotel and you didn't have a pet with you. And so why don't you share that experience? Well, this is one of my favorite hotels and, and, and they are pet friendly. But the fun thing, they, they, they also bring a sense of fun because they know that a lot of times for road, road warriors, people like me that travel all the time, you know, the it's all kind of the same after a while. All, all the major brands of middle price hotels all kind of look alike, feel alike, and they want to be unique. And so they're pet friendly. So when you check in, they, they, they say, well, did you bring a pet? Uh, no. Well, would you like a pet? <laughs> you say, wow, what'd you have in mind? Well, we can arrange to put a goldfish in your room. All we, the housekeeper will take care of it. You don't have to do anything. Uh, all we ask is that you give it a name. And so I, early on in the days I used this particular hotel brand, uh, I would I named mine Trixie. So whenever I stay at a hotel, uh, they will sometimes lean over the desk and say, would you like Trixie to come up and spend the night with you again? So it's fun for them. It's fun for me. And you go, well, how do they know it's Trixie? Well, they're guppies. They all, they all look alike. But it's, it, again, it's, a, it's an example of a, a hotel that says, you know, being good is great, but we don't, we got to go beyond that. We want to be a story that people can't wait to tell people about. Yep. And again, it's a great example of what Kaleidoscope is all about. Yeah. Yeah. So Chip, how, how can leaders, how can CX leaders lead to actually create innovative services? I think being, again, I mentioned earlier, treating your employees like customers, like your most important customers, like your bottom line is dependent on it that kind of customer. Uh, we talked about another one I think is, is trust, and that is delivering to people, equipping people to be worthy of trust. You know, you don't just trust. Uh, empowered ignorance is anarchy. Uh, so we don't just say, do whatever you want to do. You know, I got to empower you. 
No, no. It's making sure that your associates have have the training, the support, the background, all the things they need to make smart decisions on behalf of the customer and on part on the behalf of the organization. So again, that's the kind of trustworthy, worthy of trust. You want to be able to say, you know what's the best, you know, you you do what makes, you know, I'm always reminded and it's a popular example that the Rit, the Rich Carlton Hotel, you know, will empower their housekeepers to spend up to $2,000 to make sure a guest leaves happy. So it's, you know, it's uh, it's that kind of authority that I think it's grounded in bottom line trust. Yeah. Great, great example. Well, Chip, before we get to our final fun question, uh, I do want to ask you for our viewer and our listener, uh, where can they learn more about you and everything that you've got going on in your world? Well, probably the easiest is uh, my website. Uh, it, it's one. It's a name I can remember, chipbell.com. <laughs> it, but pretty much everything is there. If you go to the, go to the website, chipbell.com. Um, Google, obviously, is we all use Google sure, to find sure. everything. So, Well, uh, on video, we're displaying that now. It's also scrolling along the bottom. And then, of course, our... Those that are listening on audio know that they can just scroll down to the show notes page and it'll be linked up right there. You got it. Well, Chip, we're not done yet. We do have a tradition here on the Digital Irresistible podcast. We want to know when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, I travel, I, I believe it or not, I, I travel for a living, but I travel for fun. I'm a, my wife and I are, are museum junkies. So whatever city we're in, we're always looking to go you know, visit every museum. We'll be in Washington next week. Uh, we've already lined up. We're going to get to see the International Spy Museum for the first time. We're excited about that. It's part of the Smithsonian. But I'm a museum junkie. I'm also on the board of uh, Georgia Riders Museum. Uh, so that's that's another one. And I also am avid fly fisherman. And uh, I've just taken up Tenkira, which is Japanese fly fishing. And it uses a pole without a, without a reel. Um, so I'm just learning to do that. So I'm always looking for new things to learn. So I don't think I can even picture that. So you're gonna have to educate me offline on that one, Chip. <laughs> it, it's a 12, imagine a 12 foot cane pole that's super, super light. So you're literally dripping it. Uh, but, and then when the, when the bear, uh, fish bite, trout bites, you literally lift it up and kind of bring him into the, to the net. Uh, but that's just, so it uses the same yeah. fly, same okay. kind of deal, but it's very different. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Chip, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, the, the elements of the kaleidoscope from your book named Kaleidoscope, enchantment, mercy, grace, trust, generosity, ease, truth, alliance, passion. They, they just fit together perfectly like this puzzle that just come together that really enables an organization to really think about how they can create and deliver innovative service who, as you say, uh, enables customers or gives customers a reason to talk about them and tell others about them. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts on this topic, Chip. My pleasure. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digital Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. 
Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.